version 2.0 i am dan this is episode 171 nick is gone jesse's here justin's here what's, what's up? going on guys what's up guys did you, did you just see that jesse just interrupted me in the middle of my intro Justin, did, but you said, yeah you he said kind jesse of jumped was in. here yeah I thought you were gonna i thought you were gonna take a pause after that so i was like it's my you know my time my cue you missed yeah, you jumped your, in your, dude your intuition could, is Failing you miserably tonight. Do you want to? Do you want to try it again? No, I'm intro? good. I because I'm sure I would get it this time. No, I I'm pretty I'm pretty content to let everybody listen to okay. your mess up. Well, maybe next maybe next week. <laughs> maybe next we'll, week. we'll see. <laughs> it was definitely lacking broadcast intuition. It definitely was. It definitely was. Work work on that for next. I week. I mean, yeah, you? but we've done it that way for what like a hundred and sixty nine episodes where you you know you say someone's name, and you pause. But I didn't pause. Yeah. So here's the deal. We got to mix it up. Mm-hmm. Got to keep it fresh. As they say. Is that why we kicked Nick off tonight? We just said, screw you, Nick. You're staying home. <laughs> we got to keep it fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's not welcome tonight. I don't know what he's doing. Where is Nick tonight? I um, I think he's Do going know? in. I, you know, I think he's going in for the operation tonight to finally get that full... Switch over done. Ooh. Oh, they finally cleared that. They finally cleared it. Yeah. Mm. Yep. He, it's he, gonna get turned inside out. He gets it to quit been... taking the hormone pills. <laughs> right. That was a lot of counseling he had to go through. It was. Yeah. It was pretty discreet as well. Yeah. Because no one really knew about it. <laughs> Till now. <laughs> so what's going on, guys? Anything new and exciting? Same old shit, dude. Really? Yeah. Weather's crappy. I, I took a no-fly this week <laughs> for the first time in a long time, too. Huh. I take a no-fly. I saw you uh, posted a picture. You got, some goodie, you got some goodies this week. Oh, yeah. Well, here's the deal. I may have taken a no-fly, but I did not take a no-buy. <laughs> oh. 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 Nice oh. play on words. Nice. That's you every week, though. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah, that's your, that's your, um, that's your shtick. So I went ahead and picked up a GPS two, uh, GPS receiver or telemetry sensor, basically, to work with the new Jetty, and uh, I'm pretty excited about it because I'm going to be using this to get a better feel for how, if at all, I improve in terms of flying speed this season in prep for competing at Urcha. And the nice thing about this little guy is it's only about 90 bucks, uh, which in the grand scheme of things is not all that bad, but it uses Doppler GPS as Mm -hmm. opposed to the more standard uh, distance and time interpolation, which is the one that's subject to all of the error. 
So Doppler, I mean, you go and you do some research online and you can find that uh, most of them are accurate down to like a tenth of a mile per hour. Nice. So I'm hoping that what I get out of this is a much more realistic indication of my actual speed during these runs so that I can get a feel for things. But aren't you a little worried that sometimes the truth hurts? Like, what if, what if it's like you know, 15 miles an hour? It, it probably will be, dude. It probably will be. I mean, let, you know, we had this. So that thread that I posted or the picture I posted, Dan, like usual, uh, kicked up a lot of really good conversation. And there are a bunch of people that were concerned about, well, OK, if this thing's so good, then should I not believe the numbers I've been getting? Um, and actually, one of my friends uh, over in Dubai, William, he flies a Diablo speed and he's been running the SM model bow uh, GPS system, which is is a DTI. It's mm-hmm. not a Doppler. And he's been getting numbers on his Diablo speed of like 150 to 170 miles an hour, mm-hmm. which it's definitely capable of. But the question is, did he really get those numbers? Yeah. And, you know, I'm perfectly comfortable with admitting that the numbers that I've been getting on my goblin speed out of the Eagle Tree, which is not a Doppler GPS, probably have a plus or minus 10 or 20 percent error bar on them. Yeah. So, okay, I mean, 130 to 150, something in that range. I'm okay with it. Yeah. No, that'll be nice to finally know, you know, to take that air out of the equation and just... I need you to clear some confusion up. Yes. So, just to clear just to clear the record. Now, you and I have talked about this, but I want to just kind of uh, clear it for listeners that maybe are thinking the same thing I was. <clears throat> this, this feels like it's a GPS for a diff- different application as opposed to what you would typically see on an on a aerial platform taking photos, right? I mean, it's not a GPS designed for location-specific applications, right? Well, so uh, I can't speak to whether that was part of their original intention. It's actually got an interesting story. It's designed by a company called Powerbox Systems, and they have something called an iGyro, which I believe amounts to a three-axis gyro system for fixed wing. And in particular for the big, super fast jets and the GPS one, the first one they came out with was a sensor that allowed their iGyro to automatically vary its gain with speed. So it was designed to measure speed accurately such that the gain on all three axes could change over a curve basically like a throttle curve or a except in this case a gain curve with airspeed or ground speed on gps gps 2 comes out to be a more accurate way to do that but now it also works with other telemetries and you can put it in speed mode or in location mode dan and it will do all the same stuff that a more standard gps will do in terms of location, coordinates, altitude, all of that. Hmm. Hmm. You just nice. got to have the telemetry system that allows it to, to interface. Okay. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. 
We'll see see what happens. I still haven't flown any of the speed helis because the weather's been horrible and wet and nasty. Which Didn't ones are going any. on? Uh, it's I, I'm going to see if I can do it, set it up so that I can move it between helis. Okay. But for now, I'll probably baseline it on the TDR because I still got to get used to the Diablo. Now, I didn't get any real flying in, but I got a bunch of sim time. And I'll tell you what, I am really loving the sim right now. Five hours elapsed. Just in the last No, week, no. Or that's total. my that's my like our flight count last year. Oh, that's okay. my total so far. Hmm. Gotcha. I'm feeling like this eighty hour goal that I set is really doable. It'll wear, I don't know. It'll wear off. It's not gonna, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. No, I'm serious. I smell a bet coming on. But I, I, I uh, <laughs> no, you know what? You made me stutter. I'm not going to bet. I'm not going to bet. It's oh. a bad idea. It's a, you win every bet we've made. What are you talking about? Do I? I don't think I've ever won a bet I've made with you. Yeah, you know what? That's right. In fact, okay. I don't think I've you ever come won up a bet with I've made the with bet any of you. Is, and I'll see if yeah. I agree. Well, if you got to put but, that much thought into it, it's not any fun. Come on, man. Look, I, I, I'm liking it a lot right now. I'm. It may fall off the map. I'll give you that, Dan. But I am seeing improvements in my flying hmm. and in my comfort with all of the different orientations since I've been messing around with the pilot proficiency program. So it's, I'm seeing the difference right now. When I stop seeing the difference that's probably when it's going to fall off the map. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, right? All right, all right. You get bored with yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. Like, whose stupid idea was this simulator thing anyway? That's what you'll be saying. Hey, at least it was cheap. Mm-hmm. It's true. Is that all you got? Is that your week? Dude, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm not, I haven't been wrenching. I've been cleaning my garage which, oh my God, is a freaking mess. I'm talking like I tore the damn thing apart and I'm installing those above the garage door like hanger systems, like a big shelf that comes off the ceiling. So it's just been a disaster area. I can't even do heli work in there right now. We'll see if this weekend is good enough to fly. I doubt it. It doesn't. It's not showing up all that great on the weather forecast. Uh, Sunday's looking okay here, but yeah, tomorrow looks like a no way. Mm-hmm. The, the here, the temperature is supposed to get up to almost 50 degrees. Oh, but oh, dude, it was 57 here today. Well, we haven't hit, we won't see 57 for another month and a half, <laughs> but we're going to see a hell of a lot of a rain. That's what's supposed to, that's supposed to what's, uh, mm-hmm. well, you keep it over there. <laughs> yeah I don't want it over here I'd love to see a 45 degree day without any rain that would be fantastic it's kind of a weird I don't know it's like a, it's like a teaser it can't be it feels warmer every day but it's too early it's, it's because you want it to feel warmer it probably yeah. actually doesn't feel warmer dude we are going to get slammed again it's, dude yeah I, i'm telling you so that reminds me 
I found gloves that I can fly in. You should no give way. it a try. Yes. What do you mean? Like impossible. Like winter gloves. Yes. Full finger? No. Full finger gloves. No. And no. they're even conductive touch for iPhone and iPad and all of your tablet t- style devices. Hmm. Target brand is Morona. Comes in six different colors. $4.99, bitches. Yeah. Hey, it works for me. I thumb, remember? I couldn't do it. I, could you fly with gloves, yeah. Jesse? No yeah. way. I, I've tried really thin gloves, you know, full finger thin gloves. I've tried the ones where the fingers fold back. I've tried the ones where all the fingers and the thumb holds back. Dude, no, I was all over it last weekend. I put in like, well, not it wasn't last weekend. It was that it was that Friday. Mm-hmm. I flew like four or five flights with the chase on these gloves. Hmm. Yeah, but you were working on maneuvers one, one, and one, two. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. So, Jesse, you want to go next? Since uh, Justin's. Uh, yeah, I'll go next, us. but man, I'm not sure I can pick this this, this uh, thing up a whole lot. The show's going to be like an hour and a half are, shorter than normal. Are you sure? <laughs> are you sure you want me to go next? Yeah, go ahead. Go next. Let's see what you got. BK Servo. Brought to you by the legendary Burt Kammerer. BK Servo is proud to present to you its new line of cordless micro cyclic and mini tail servos. When you don't want to compromise on performance, but are looking for an affordable high voltage servo to keep your 360 class heli locked in no matter what you throw at it, look no further than the BK DS3001 HV cyclic servos. Designed specifically to handle the rigors of today's 360 to 380 millimeter models, the BK DS3001 HV High Torque Cyclic Micro Servos will keep you connected. And for amazing tail performance, look no further than the BK DS5005 HV Mini High Speed Tail Servo, which will hold through the worst that you can throw at it. BK Servo. Coming to a 360-class heli near you. Alright, I also have to take a no-fly. No-fly! Man, that hurts because I got in that rhythm for a couple weeks uh, in a row getting out to the field and putting in a bunch of flights, and it's like now that we've really kicked things off with the new competition, haven't got out to the field yet. So, weather. So, I mean, yeah, ex- excuses, right? Have, everyone has them, but the weather has just been absolutely horrible. I mean, I would almost rather it, it be snowing because it's just every single day it's been raining. Every single weekend day, um, I should say, so that I could have flown. It's been pouring down rain. So, hopefully, this weekend is looking okay. I, I know tomorrow's supposed to be pouring. Sunday is looking. Looking like it has a shot. So during the week, uh, much like Justin, I have been hitting the sim quite hard 
Um, I don't have my total count in front of me, but I racked up three hours of sim time in the last week. Oh, damn, dude. Um, and so I was, I was hitting it every single night uh, for half an hour. So just I kind of finally found this rhythm. Um, with It was really hard to work in uh, sim time with the new job because right now I'm waking up at 4.45 in the morning, which means I'm usually trying to be in bed by 10.30, quarter to 11. Um, seems to be about the right amount of sleep that I can survive the next day on. Um. And so I kept just running out of time in the evenings, and all of a sudden it's 10.30. I'm like, crap, no time to fly the sim. I got, I just got to head to bed. So I've kind of started, okay, the, when it hits 10 o'clock, I head upstairs and sit down, and that's my sim time from 10 to 10.30, 10.40, um, somewhere in there. And that's just, you know, if I can keep that time allotted and stick to whenever I see 10 o'clock, it's kind of time to shut it down for the night, whatever else I'm doing. And I found out that works pretty good, so... That's been just, yeah, a daily thing. And so flying the next simulator that I got, you know, just a couple weeks ago, I did have to go through. So Nick sent me the model that he's been flying, um, which I got to say was quite a bit better than the stock ones, you know, just right when you fire it up, how they come. Um, A lot less floaty, um, and it just felt a lot more connected using the real flight transmitter. So I did have to speed up the agility and add a little bit more pitch, um, uh, speed the tail up just a little bit, um, just to kind of more closely mimic the flying characteristics of you know the N7 and the 7HV. But other than having to do that, the model was extremely close. And then it's really been helping pass the time by, well, working on the pilot proficiency. So, you know, I've... I was just kind of going through the first couple levels, and I got to say, <laughs> I killed like the last two or three nights just working on those freaking flying the circle where you keep the nose pointed to the middle. Have you guys tried those yet? Oh, dude. Like keeping it, and I, see, not turning Center it into a heading funnel. heading circles are so painful. Well, because the, the tendency for me is to kind of get the thing going and then all of a sudden I'm doing a funnel where, you know, it's, yep. it's not a, it's not a funnel. I want to keep it nice and level <laughs> and a slow moving heli with the nose pointing to the center. And I got to say it was, it was getting frustrating. So I that, can do, I can do them in, in, you know, for nose in and tail in, I can yeah. do each one in one direction really good. And yep. then in the other direction, really horrible. Yep. And then not only just being able to get them all the way around, but trying to line them up. So, okay, when the heli's exactly, you know, 180 degrees across, it's exactly halfway through them. Yeah. Just yep. trying to get and how about the part where you're trying to think about how you're actually going to get it signed off in real life without killing yourself or someone yeah. next to you. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. And so, yeah, if if you haven't tried that one, Dan, you got to gotta give it a shot because it is a lot more difficult than it sounds. Just trying to, you know, keep the heli slow because the, the controls are completely different than a funnel, even though it's just a slower funnel. So, so that's been, been a lot of fun and probably the big motivator uh, behind the sim. So, um, yeah, but other than that, and not a whole lot of wrenching. I did get a couple um, little upgrade parts for the Blade 180 CFX. Which, oh, dude, how is that going? 
Oh man, it looks so good on the shelf right now. <laughs> oh, I gotta say that oh, it looks beautiful. Up there. Yeah, it you're is. you're telling me that the weather hasn't been decent enough for you to Wait. step outside your house. Okay. Get this, it and no, it honestly has not. First off, but secondly, it's dark when I go to work at five fifteen in the morning, and it's dark when I come home at six. So the week is completely out. In the last two weekends, has just been absolutely raining the entire time okay wait a minute wait a minute i got a solution for you dude take okay. it to work that Let's doesn't hear. stop me you either take mm-hmm. it to work yeah dan that's the most practical solution it's but if you can't practical. take it to work and there's no place for you to fly mm-hmm. which i find hard to believe because i bet your cafeteria is large enough <laughs> then what you do is you go down to home depot and you spend like yep. 10 bucks on two of those really crappy like aluminum uh, light fixture deals that you see painters use uh-huh. and you go and get two 100 watt light bulbs <laughs> and then you clip those to the top of your freaking garage door with it open yep. Yep. and you fly at night under the spotlight. Hmm. I that rock sounds... the chase like that all the time. Hmm. Sounds like an awesome way to uh, destroy a heli, but and your neighbor when he yeah. walks out of his house. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. Like your neighbor dude. is like right. Like you could reach across your garage and touch his house, couldn't you? No, not. It's not. They're close, but they're not that close. Not not quite that Plus, close. Plus, Dan, Dan, what? I fly with precision. Oh, is that what it is? No. Yes. Yeah, is that what they call it these days? That 45-degree hover, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's locked in and dialed. Also, why can't you go down to the Albertsons parking lot or the... Costco. Know, Costco parking lot or... What, when would I do this? At 6 o'clock at night. Dude. Oh, at When do you get home from work? Yes. No, 6, six o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's lit up, right? No one's there. Yeah, so I'm going to drive... Th- 30 minutes into town i thought you lived in a big metropolitan area man no 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 that's me dude he lives like in bfe there's like three dairy farms down the road and (laughs) some cornfields perfect you could go into the barns there you go he wakes up every morning walks outside and smells cow shit yeah you make it sound you make it sound like that's a bad thing dude yeah the air is clean up here (laughs) it's clean air uh, you know, it's the same thing for me. I, I 40 miles to the nearest McDonald's. Yeah. So, no, the, the store thing's a little bit, is is kind of out of the question. Yeah, I but suppose. I am trying to secure a gym. I think that would be an awesome solution there if I could go. find a gym that I could have access to. Um, because, you know, flying that, that little thing around in there, it's not going to not gonna hurt anything if you crash. or um, And, pl- you know, plenty of space for a helicopter that size. So that's kind of the plan. But I'm I'm really really hoping that I will not have the same report next week because this this rain has to break eventually. So when it does, I will have the batteries charged up and definitely sneak out and put a couple flights on it. Well, yeah. three hours of sim time is pretty damn good. Yeah, even I'll t- without I'll take flying. It. If I did, you take that a no buy. I did take. Well, no, I bought. So that's what I was saying. I bought a couple upgrade parts for oh. the blade, but it's it's gonna wait till. You know, totally after the review, I I want to put it through the paces as the stock kit, exactly how you would get it out of the box, um, and put it to the test like that. But I did. 
purchase a couple upgrade parts from Lynx that will be going on it. Some of them just bling, um, you know, red anodized aluminum stuff. And nice. No, nothing too crazy, but figure I'll, I'll kind of personalize it a little bit. So once I get enough flights on it in stock form, I'll go ahead and install some of that stuff. Jesse, have you ever heard the term, you can't shine shit? Yeah, I have heard that term. Dan. How, would that ap- how would that apply to that this situation? I just, I'm just maybe a, just break it down a little. It's it's more. a it's a micro, and it's um, a micro. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it'll be shiny, but it'll still be a turd. <laughs> Man, you just is that what Dan, you're trying to say, dude? No, you lipstick just, on I, a pig. I didn't have to try to say it. You said it for me, and I Man, appreciate just, that. Just wait, wait till Othello, man. I'll be throwing that thing down. I know. I'm only kidding. I like to give the micro <laughs> guys shit. What can I say? Oh yeah. So is that it? Is that all you got? I'm excited. That's all I got. I'm excited. That's it. I um did not get any sim time in this. Not one stinking minute of sim. I think that's so. That you're setting your standard pretty uh, pretty goddamn low, dude. But I did get some flying in, bitches. Oh, oh! I got to fly last Saturday. And I got to fly two times during the week. Now, it was only one flight each day, but nonetheless, I was able to fly. What did you fly? I flew the Rush. I did fly the Blade a couple times last week, last Saturday, but mainly the Rush. Got a little bit of a story about that. Hadn't flown it in a long time. And it was um, <clears throat> propped up on the on the wall, hanging by the skids. And I took it off the, the hanger, and I put it on the shelf, and I... I couldn't tell what color the blades were. I, I, it looked like there might be some carbon fiber under there, and there would appear to, to be a couple of electronics. What I'm trying to say is there's like a freaking inch of dust on this thing. That's how long it had been since I've flown it. Damn. <clears throat> it was Dang. a mess. I couldn't believe how dusty it was. So, But anyway, I got it going and uh, adjusted the tail gain, as I had mentioned last week I needed to do. And, um, you know... I'm pretty proud of myself because maneuver one one, I got that. You nailed I it. Nailed that. Nice. First try. One minute. First hover. try. First try. Well done. Yeah. I didn't. Um, I'm hmm. excited to get it signed off. I'm gonna have to go drive all the way up to Kalispell so Jack can watch me do it so I can sign it off. How'd it go from there? You know, with baby steps. Mm-hmm. We don't know. It's still in work. Still in <laughs> baby work. Baby steps. I, uh, you know, I, I didn't really, to be honest with you, I didn't really worry too much about the maneuvers. I just, I had a few in the back of my mind and I, I was just kind of nonchalantly going after them and seeing what it felt like. I, I don't know. I wasn't pushing it. I hadn't flown in a while. It was really uneasy, to be honest with you. Oh, wait a minute. See, yeah, I already gave you too much credit. You said one, one, that's just a tail and takeoff. <laughs> exactly. I was wondering where you were going with that. Yeah, I nailed <laughs> wow. that one, man. I got that one down. Without nice. any vertical movement? Well, except for that initial vertical movement to get it off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. On top of that, not only did I get flying in, but I got some buying in this week as well. Nice. Sweet. A few weeks ago, I called our buddies up uh, the cash wheels down there in sunny Florida. And I said, hey, man, I need I need a uh, uh, Bluetooth adapter for the Icon. Mm-hmm. Of course, you can get those at uh, HeliDirect, but 
I wanted to try to support Joe and Kyle. And he calls me up and says, hey, I found someone that's got him. He was able to order order me one in. So I should be getting that this week. Now, that's um, that'll just make it so I can use my, well, obviously, Bluetooth, so I can use my, uh, either my phone or my, well, my Android tablet. Mm-hmm. Rumor has it there was an upgrade or a uh, update for the, I hadn't had time to check it for the icon firmware. Have you guys heard anything about that? I've not, but in fairness, I don't really pay much attention to well, I got a couple- icon. <coughs> Still fighting the cold. I don't think it's ever going to go away. Dude, you need to go to the doctor about that shit. I got a couple emails from some icon guys saying that it was uh, soon to be released, but I haven't had a chance to to check and see yet. But I'm pretty happy with the version I'm running now, so no, no real rush to get in there and and mess things up to be honest with you let me ask you is that is that bluetooth module is it compatible with other fly barless systems i have no idea uh, i know that it hooks into the uh, icon through uh what are those those uh, df13 connectors i think they're called dc13s df13s the satellite mm-hmm. type connectors for for the uh spectrum those those type so I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see when you get your next yeah, fly barless system. Whether I you actually was thinking about one. that, and I don't, I am not yeah. gonna get just purely out of spite at this point, dude. No, we'll see. still early. That doesn't work. Purely out of spite. I don't know because I don't like to be told that I'm gonna be flying a V bar by the end of the year. Oh, I didn't tell you you were gonna be flying a V bar. I think that's what Nick what, said. What you, okay, what do you want me to be flying by the end of the year? I I had no predetermined brand. All I said was, I think you're going to fly other stuff and eventually settle down with a brand that is not Icon. Huh. I don't care what you fly. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> Even if it's uh, no, you really. fly Bavarian Demon? If you want to fly Bavarian Demon, you go right ahead. If you I've like it. it yeah. Okay. I crashed it. Yeah. Good it job. Wasn't even my helicopter. <laughs> No bailout, huh? Uh, I, yeah, but it was I was like three inches off the ground. I'll tell you what, dude. I'm feeling really good about having my bailout because when I go and try to do the nose in <laughs> uh, center heading circles in level two, I will have an itchy trigger finger on that yeah. bitch. I did use the bailout on the Bavarian Demon. I thought it worked all right. I was actually pretty surprised how quickly it, it adjusted. When you were when you're out of sight. oh yeah it's it's serious. You don't hear many business. people talking about the bailouts anymore on the flybarless systems. Do they all have it now or something or what's the deal? Icon's got one demon. I th- I still uh, think that's does Skook- it. Skookum has one as well. Oh yeah yeah. I don't think the- you just hear much about Skookum in general. No you don't. But I mean, don't you guys remember when there was a, just a lot of conversation about bailouts in general? I mean, that was like mm-hmm. a oh, yeah. deciding factor on which flybarless unit some people were buying. You don't hear, you just don't hear anybody yep. talking about that anymore. Interesting. Don't know why. Yeah. So as far as uh, everything else goes, I mean, I uh, I got to tell you, as we all know, it's been a while since I flew. I mean, really flew, other than just a flight here or there. It's nerve wracking, man. When you've been out of the you know, off the transmitter for so long and you get back. I, man, I, 
You have the shakes? No, I... Those first flight shakes for like the first five flights? I don't know if I... No, I didn't have shakes, but what I did have was apprehensive feelings other than doing what I mean, just very basic flying. Like if I were like, okay, I'm Mm going to set up for something that's certainly not advanced, but nonetheless, something I hadn't done for six months, seven months. It's just like, uh, nah, I'm not feeling it. It's like I, I can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? Even when you are flying, sometimes you have those yeah, days well, anyway. Maybe it was just a no, day. I, I truly think it's because I haven't flown much. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would agree with that. When I, you know, there there was probably a three week span, four week span where I didn't fly, and I know I think yours was a little bit longer mm-hmm. than that, even, but. When I did go back to the field, it took a couple days and about 25 flights before you kind of get back in the groove. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I certainly, it's not that I don't expect it. I just, it's been a long time since I've had that, that apprehensiveness. Mm -hmm. I mean, just for flying in general. See, it has the opposite effect for me. I don't fly for a while. And when I go back out, I'm like, let's do this. I'm, and I'm not, I'm not being a pain i'm being honest like that's seriously really? what it is Maybe. yeah i feel like that works for a couple week break but once you get out past that at least for me but yeah that's fair Maybe it's a, yeah i mean if you've literally not picked up a transmitter in months well, that's like two about months, it, then it's that that would be well rough. it then uh ohb and that was only one flight on a strange radio and prior to that it was Oh, geez, I don't even want to think about how long ago. You said sometime in early November, I Something think. Something like that. Yeah, I did uh, yeah. some demos for some guys that came into the shop. Oh, yeah, yeah. <coughs> hmm. I don't know. It's so strange for that. I'm, I'm, I got to tell you, and I know we're going to talk about it later in the show, but this new thing that we're doing is, um, man, I, I think it's really going to be helpful to me personally, uh, just because it's it's just giving me a direction you know yeah and i feel that um it's going to be it's going to be a good good year uh for 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 me personally and i'm sure a lot of folks feel the same way yeah but i agree uh, with you completely as far as uh that goes so you know it's a little purchase but nonetheless i did finally get some heli stuff coming in it's been a while since i even bought anything heli related uh, getting some flying in. I'm going to try to try to get back on the sim, but to be honest with you, I got home from work at 11 o'clock last night and it's kind of been like that this whole week. <laughs> so dude, what Ouch. could you possibly do with multi rotors that requires you to be there for like 16 hours a day? Build parts. You're not even flying anymore. It's just like sitting there and, and being a machine jockey. Pressing cycle Baby start. Maybe sitting in a CNC machine. Pressing cycle start, cleaning chips. Uh, you know. Now, what are you doing while you're sitting there watching the damn thing depends, cut? Depends on what I'm you cutting. You could be simming. No, nah, it depends on what I'm cutting. Like, if I'm cutting small parts on a single fixture vice that only takes, you know, a minute and a half, you really don't have time to go do anything else. You know, you <clears throat> cut a profile, flip it, cut another profile, flip it. And all the while, you're constantly moving stock in and out. So it's like real fast. But the the longer cuts. The longer cuts, I actually... do some sim action. Dude, I'd leave. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, jeez. Got a four-hour CNC machine going? I'm gone, man. I'm like, screw this. Where do you go? I go into town for lunch or whatever. Go do some other stuff. I got lots of other shit I got to get done. Like simming? Got, got stuff to do. Dude. And flying? Dude, I put together the paperwork for a patent today. Yes. We're sending, nice. sending it off to the lawyers next week. Okay, now. Having been in that same position, let me tell you, it takes a long ass time. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I think it's just cool as shit that I'm the primary on it. Woot. Congrats. Sweet, dude. So I've been working on that. And then, um, yeah, I really, um, I actually had the week prior did sim at work because I did put the sim on the MacBook Pro, which I take back and forth. But I haven't, I have been forgetting to put my transmitter in my computer case. That makes it tough to sim. Mm-hmm. It does. I um, need to look at getting one of those wireless sim jobbers, adapters, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. Sim stick, whatever they're called. It. Yep. Mm-hmm. That'll make it easier. Then I can use the good old Futaba. Which one? 14SG. You still liking it? Dude, I've got a couple of them. Yeah, I, I like them pretty good. <laughs> no chance you're going to give the 10J a try with Nick? Nah. Nah. I, uh, I, I love the way my 14SG feels in my hands. I just can't imagine another a better radio feeling. Hmm. That, that may change. Hmm. I mean, you know, I may actually get to hold on to one and decide otherwise. But until that day comes, yeah. I'm sticking with what I got. I don't even like the feel of the 8FG anymore. Uh, it feels too cracker jacky. Yeah. Yes, it does. It does feel plasticky. Yeah, it feels cracker jacky. Cracker jacky. <laughs> Still Ever since my getting the, the jetty in my hand, the 8FG just feels like a DX6i. So, guys, before we go into the news, something we, oh, you know what? I got a bit of a confession to make. We're going to do, so do a giveaway, but I got a, bit of, yes. I got a bit of a confession first. And I, I actually talked to Nick about this a while back. God. So we did a giveaway right before Orlando. You guys remember that? Yep. Did yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. So that happened. That, I mean, that was like a few days before we left, right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so I got I got the box ready, right? Servos in it, and I put it in the on the back seat of my car. And um, oh no, dude! Come on. <laughs> um, I'm I'm guessing it it lived there for a while. Well. I do. I we got we got all ramped up for uh, OHP. I totally forgot it was there until man. three days ago. Oh wow! And I got an email, and I feel so horrible. Oh. He's like, "Hey, I, you know, I, you know, first a compliment. You know, I loved last week's show or something to that effect, and and um, <laughs> and just uh, you know, I hadn't heard from you for a while, and I, you know, I." You know, it's cold up here, so I'm in certainly I'm in certainly no rush, but I just kinda wanted to touch base and I'm like, Oh, damn it. Oh, dude, he was so <laughs> nice. He was so nice about it, it. It was like a it was like an awesome compliment sandwich. It was. And so I felt so bad I actually called him. 
And I said, dude, I, I, he must've been working or something. So I left a message and I'm like, oh man, I, I feel horrible. I said, uh, I'm on my way. I know exactly where it's at. It's sitting in the backseat of my car. I'm literally <laughs> leaving my office, driving to the post office as we speak. And I am dropping it. And I did. And I got it on. So anyway, I got it on its way. Good. So. Nice. <laughs> lesson. If you win something and I'm the one that's supposed to send it to you, you should probably send me an email about every three days. <laughs> Just say and it. you can you can be more blunt yeah. with Dan. Oh yeah, give it to him. <laughs> I love it. He's like, well, hey, last week episode was really nice, and where's my fucking servos? <laughs> he was real cool about it, but we got him off, and they, I, you know, he's got the, they got to go through to Canada, so I'm sure it's going to take two. Ah, it'll be a little yeah. bit longer. But it's honestly at least they're on the way though. So anyway, back to the future. So, back to the present and the future. It's back. Back to back to, the, back to this, giveaway. this giveaway. What do we give away? What do we got? Which, which will be sent out uh, much much sooner. Why does Ken? Does I, Ken have a hold of it? Well, because yeah. Ken's either Ken's waiting at Ken the post office right now. I He's think, like, who I do think I send Nick this has to? this one. Oh well, it'll still get just sent. just waiting there with a pencil and an envelope. <laughs> okay, whose name am I writing on this thing? <laughs> Oh, so we have a gift certificate where you can send in your Zenoa RC270 motor and upgrade it to a VX275, or you can send in your Zenoa RC290 and upgrade it to a VX300. So these are, you know, very foreign words to me, but I believe we're talking about gasser engines here. <laughs> we are, and and we're talking about, so dude, this is, Not, this is really cool. We're talking about the toxic racing motors, yeah. VX275 and 300, TRM power from Toxic Al himself. Uh, oh, I'll yeah. tell you what, if it were me... I would go and get a Zenoa RC290 and then hand it to him with this freaking gift certificate. <laughs> like, I don't have anything I, you know, to put it in right now. But. When I was flying mine, I had the VX270, and it, it's a great mm-hmm. motor. Very reliable when you tune it correctly. Uh, not like a nitro. Yeah, not like a nitro. <laughs> um, the 275 is a step up from that in power, but the 300 I have heard is just a freaking monster. And that's without like the crazy tune pipes. So if there are gasser people out there, this is really freaking cool. Look, did this, this come it. straight from Kerry? This is um, a gas powered thoughts thing, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yep, I believe so. Thank you, Carrie. Good, man. Yeah, Mister so Shirley, somebody, hooking us up. Yeah, somebody's gonna have a pretty awesome opportunity. So, all right, Dan. I feel like I feel like we need a drum roll button. Could you make that I, happen in post? You know what? Can we get I, a, Can we get a drum roll? I tell you what, I, I can put that in in post. Yeah, but with our new setup, I can actually make a little sounder board so we could have one in real time too how cool would that be yeah super cool here i'll lead it in then just just like so it's you know you could put it in and post drum roll please (laughs) (laughs) and then you can and then you can can put that was pretty damn dramatic that was that was like do it again do it again the announcer voice I liked it. Drum roll, please. Very nice. Yeah. Did you practice that today? I've been working on it. Well, you guys told me on Tuesday we were giving something away. I've been <laughs> practicing. practicing all week. 
Nice. Did you hear how many test recordings they Those got? Those two words <laughs> just practiced. It paid off. I was impressed. It did. Well, that's good. All right, let's give this thing I away. think we should keep shooting the shit and just kind of play this on and, and um, make people yeah, wait. We can give it, make people wait. We can give it away yeah. next week, too. I'm good I'll with get it. more practice in. Nah, let's give it away now. <laughs> all right. We got this little fancy button right here. All right, so we're throwing all the citizens into one big pool, and we're going to pick a winner. Wait, before you do it, let's take let's take bets. Or not bets. Take bets. bets, bets. Let's, uh, Justin and I, real quick, yes. just randomly mm-hmm. pick what number do you think wins? 178. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, 429. I'm going with number four. Number four. <laughs> oh, Jesse's going oh. gasser on us. <laughs> That's me. All right, who is, who is the lucky All one? All right, winner, winner, chicken dinner. We wait have a minute, dude. Citizen. Wait, 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 wait. Number. Wait. Hold on. I got to point something out that's really important here. Okay. This gift certificate expires on March 1st of this year. So we so first of all what that means is I sure as hell hope Dan doesn't have to ship yeah, it. You'd miss the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, cuz we you'll get it It'd in, in fucking like May. It'd just be a piece of paper by then. Like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with congratulations, this? Congratulations, you want to. Yeah, congratulations for nothing. <laughs> but I just wanted to throw that out there. So whoever wins get, get on, on it. it. Yeah. All right, so the winner, citizen number 29. Ooh. Looks like it's Keith Robertson. Keith Robertson. Awesome. Number 29, that's a good low number. 29, that's a low one. One of, one of the first. It's been a long time, actually. In fact, I don't. have we ever given away a number or given away something to a low number like that? I don't think so. I think the lowest has um, been like... Uh, I think we've done low 100s, haven't we? Let me guess. Keith lives across in the pond. Probably in another, another world. Another country. Because I, I think we've only given one, away one item to someone in the States. It hmm. was Carl, I believe. It was Carl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. With the charger. Power lab. Yeah. That's the way the cookie grumbles. Congratulations. Well, Keith... Congrats. Hopefully you're a gasser guy. If not, hopefully this makes you one. And if not, hopefully you know someone that might want to use it. Right. Yeah. Sweet. Well, giving something away, maybe we should go into some news. Maybe that's the news. We gave something away. Is that the news? That is the the news. news of the week. Moving right along then. Do we have any news, Justin? We do. Yes. We've got a little bit of news. A little bit. I got to do it right. Got to do Nick Proud. He's not here this week. Well, no, we can't do it too good because then he'll just tell us to do it. Oh, good. We don't want that. Good call, Jesse. I like we, what you Yeah. Think. Yeah. Like yeah. That. We got to kind of. We got to fudge it up a little bit, right? <laughs> a yep. little bit. Can't yeah. Do it yeah. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll give it a try. All right, guys. This week's news is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your weekly RC Heli. See, I had to mess up the, the intro, too. Oh, that was good. dude. That was good. That was planned. Oh, yeah. That was planned. <laughs> it didn't sound planned. You know what? It it sounded it, wrong. Let, let the professional do this. All right, you give it a shot. Oh, jeez. Let me hear it. Vic. Oh, yes. I already oh, nice. screwed it up. No. Oh, nice. No. No. Listen. No mulligans. Here we go. That's it. This week's news 
is brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. As you guys know, it's been a while since I've gotten my gas on, and in that time, there have been lots of great new products brought to the market. But if you're like me, you're never quite sure where to go to get the latest and greatest in gas helis. Well, my good friend Kerry Shirley, Mr. Gas-Powered Thoughts himself, has fixed that problem with his new web store, Gas-Powered Helicopters. Head over to www.gas-powered-helicopters.com today to check out all the best gas heli goodness handpicked by the king of gas just for you. Go get yourself set up with one of the popular Leviathan Designs SAB Goblin Gas Conversions. Or, if you want to go all out, pick up one of Leviathan's new complete Goblin Competition Kits. Not a Goblin fan? Not a problem. Carrie's got Helibug conversions for all major Align kits and the innovative RMJ Designs UK Gas and Nitro Thunder Tiger E700 conversions. You can also get TRM Power, BH Hansen, and YS Engines power plants and a variety of exhaust system and engine accessories to go along with them. So when you're ready to get your gas on, Visit Kerry Shirley at www.gas-powered-helicopters.com and start burning. That sounds like you were announcing for like uh, softcore porn. <laughs> Maybe I was. Maybe you were. Well, what do you got for news? Anything? Okay. Yeah, let's get started with this. So... Does anyone know of a helicopter brand by the name of Shape? Yes. Long time ago. I owned one. Yes. Shape 9 until I drove it in, never to be able to find parts for it again, at which point it was sold as Crash Kit. But (laughs) uh, Shape has been working on the S8 actually for a long time now and i think this is an 800 class heli uh electric of course and i have a unboxing video okay so from the actual guys at shape helis over in in germany uh Mm -hmm. they walk through the unboxing of the shape s8 uh, it's a it's a really awesome looking design. It takes a lot of design features from the S or the Shape Nine, as you might expect. Super heavy duty frames, uh, some really nice push pull. So, Dan, you're a push pull guy, right? <laughs> I feel like this is a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> right, Dan. Right. <laughs> Just leading you into it. Yeah, so the push-pull servo system is really pretty awesome on this guy. Um, it allows them to keep the frames really narrow. Uh, they lengthen the frames up as a result of it, and so you can put the servos way up in front. Look at the size of the freaking main gear on this helicopter. You guys looking at the pictures? Oh, yeah. That's got to be, what is that, like Jeez. 15 millimeters? 
That thing is monstrous. That's huge. Uh, they they allow you to run it as a 140 degree or a 120 degree swash, which, you know, that one actually struck me as being a bit odd. I I wonder whether that actually is worthwhile at this point in the game. Is it uh, <clears throat> designed in there to appease the old school folks? You know, it it could. It's uh, it's funny. Nick and I were talking about this earlier in the week because he was having some uh, challenges with getting the V bar to be set up correctly for the the E seven hundred. The Thunder Tiger E seven hundred runs a one thirty five, and so we figured it out. It was no big deal. But getting to talking about it, I mean, I I don't know if you guys know the difference between the one twenties and the one forties or 135s but the idea behind a 135 to 140 is basically to make it such that the uh the let's see here the moment arm of the cyclic servos are all equal Mm -hmm. on the swash plate so the two aileron servos up front and the elevator whereas on a 120 the elevator servo actually has a throw that is uh or a a moment arm that is greater than the two aileron servos and what that means is to get the same to actuate the swash plate over the same angle or the same distance depending on what input you give the two aileron servos have to move further in their throw for the same distance and what that what that does for you is it puts you in a situation where as we know uh servo these rotational servos are not linear the the motion of the ball as it rotates is not linear okay and so uh you are in different regimes of non-linearity between the two front servos and the rear servo and that can contribute to interactions so 135, 140 is supposed to get rid of that. What I question is whether with today's fly barless systems, if that is even something that makes a difference. So if there are people out there that have flown 135, 140s and a 120 and have been able to tell a difference with today's fly barless controllers, I'd like to hear about it. I'm very curious about yeah. that. Anyway, this was news about the Shape S8. It's a cool-looking heli. It's uh, like its predecessor. It's probably going to be boutique. I don't know what the price yeah. is, uh, but uh, let's see. When I got the S or the Shape 9, I think it was $1,300 for the And kit. what size heli was the Shape 9? The Shape 9 was a 700. Okay. Yeah. So... Yeah. So, okay, how long have they been selling parts and helicopters all this time? Or are they? I mean, oh yeah, dude, I had the nine back in. Well, I understand that, but it's been 2011? a long. Two thousand eleven, right? But they've been selling since two thousand and eleven. You know, I I'm not sure. What I know is when I crashed mine, I I so I had bought it at Ready Heli. Ready Heli was still around, right? When I crashed mine, I went there to get parts, and they were out of almost everything. 
ended up talking to uh, the guys at Ready Heli, and they told me that they were having challenges getting parts. I don't know if it, you know they were just spread too thin or uh, if it was a cost thing, but nonetheless, they ended up dropping the line. And at that point, I was unable to find any other place to get them, and I decided to get rid of the heli. Even as far back as then, they were working on the S8, though. So maybe it was something where they had limited resources, Dan, and they decided to just focus their time on the 8. Could be. I don't know. Didn't Bert fly the shape for a while? Ooh, that one I don't know, dude. I I feel like I remember seeing videos of him, and it was for a short time. Uh, might have been when he was involved with Ready Heli, so that might have been part of it. That's possible, yeah. Okay, next. Uh, MSH, the guys behind the brain flybarless system, are going to be releasing a CNC special edition. So, what you can do here is actually replace the stock plastic case with this special edition CNC aluminum milled case, black anodized, looks pretty freaking cool actually. Now I don't it doesn't have any difference in terms of capabilities, although they do say that it has a better chance of standing up to possible impacts that the original plastic one wouldn't be able to handle. But hey, you know if uh be, if you're uh, interested in pimping your flybarless <laughs> system then here it is. <laughs> possibly help with vibrations? It could, possibly. Uh, but nowadays, most of these things are, yeah, are, know, are pretty robust to it. You don't, uh, you don't worry about vibrations. Yeah. So, I it don't have any details on pricing. Pretty cool video of Bert flying it. Although, I don't know that you can tell the difference, you know, in the air. It's just a piece of metal, but... Uh, I, I like the option. If I were flying an Icon or a Brain, I think I'd probably upgrade just because I like the idea of having the aluminum case. That Icon looks great in the sky, man. Yes. yes. <laughs> I can see the blinking red light. Yeah, I don't. I just feel like, yeah, if you want to upgrade, at least make your heli fly better. Or there, At least for me, there might be a better, better place to spend the money. That's what I'm but. thinking. If it works. But what if it was only like if I 50 just, bucks? Have to be less than that. For well, me. see, I'm, is it an upgrade or is it a new unit that you buy? Because I think it's, it's a just good a question. CNC the way edition. I read it, it sounds like it's a it's an upgrade, but maybe it is just a new unit. Because I I see the CNC special edition. Um, so if I was in the market to buy a new one, oh yeah, I'd obviously be going for the metal cased one. But next, next, this one's this one's pretty cool. Goblin 380, first of all, yeah. official release this week, this last week, by the time you hear this, right? Mm-hmm. So batch number one should be well on its way to, to people's hands as we speak. And so SAB released a news uh, article on optional upgrades. We talked last week about the uh, snap-in battery tray system, right? The plastic tray with the connectors. Now they have an aluminum motor mount 
which looks pretty darn cool, kind of like a scaled-down version of the bigger Goblin ones. Magnetic quick-release canopy mounts, which, you know, I was a little intrigued by this. You know, you can get the magnetic ones for the bigger helis. I've never been a fan, personally, but I wonder if it works out better on these smaller guys. Well, and I, I can say, although... I may not have been a huge fan of them. I did never have an issue with them on the 7HV because I did run magnetic mounts for quite a while. Oh, really? On the 7HV, yep. And okay. I, nev- I never had an issue with them. But kind of like you said, it was that peace of mind thing on the larger helis. Yeah, I could um, just never get my myself comfortable with the fact that it wasn't tied down. And so I, I can say that, you know, they're extremely strong magnets, at least in those ones. I would assume these are going to be very similar. And so on the smaller heli, I could totally see how those would work awesome. It's definitely a lot faster. Oh, yeah. They just snap it right it really is. So they've also got aluminum servo supports, which is was a bit of a surprise to me. I sort of expected that the that portion of the heli would be aluminum stock. So it makes me want to go and try to find a picture to get a better feel for things. But nonetheless, also an aluminum one-way pulley. And then three new canopy color schemes. One looks exactly like the Goblin Speed with the yellow and the red. And that is the one that I will get if I ever get my hands on a 380. Uh, uh, The next one is like the Carbon Edition, where it's all carbon fiber weave with like the neon yellow and then the third one is like a carbon with red and yellow kind of like the the 570 i think yeah so really really nice stuff i think uh i think the 380 is going to continue to bring crazy stuff to the market both from sab and third parties all right I'm going to call this one news of the week (laughs) because it completely surprised me. Thunder Power has announced a new battery product line. Yes. This is crazy. So their new product line, first of all, comes with JST XH balance connectors. Oh, it's about time. Now, they even say in parentheses, we know it's taken forever. Wow. (laughs) New lower pricing, which is very intriguing. I'd like to see see where they're at there. Higher energy density, more stable cell chemistry, and higher sustained voltage over all previous generation chemistry. So they have the Magna series, which they're they're saying these are the highest performers, and they're claiming they come in at 70C. Well, clearly they're the highest performers at 70C. Yeah, exactly. So it's a 70C pack. I'm not going to do my regular lecture on batteries. You guys know how we feel. Uh, Mm -hmm. then there is the lightning series, which is a 55 C pack. And it says the new pricing has on average been lowered by 30%, making these batteries the best bang for your buck. That sentence is oddly placed. I don't know if they're referring specifically to the lightning series or if it was thrown in there to mention the whole thing. Uh, and then there is the pro light power series. And the ProLite Power Series is 
a 25C line. Now, really cool, though, backed by a two-year warranty. Yeah, I just saw that as well, which I find that very interesting because it says backed by a two-year warranty to offer the long-lasting value and maximum performance. So I wonder what kind of things are they standing behind here? Yeah, I, like, I'm, I do hmm, not I now know. have a couple hundred cycles on this and it puffed. You know, is it like, oh, I'll send it back, get a new one. Or is it only like the catastrophic failure? Like, you know, you drop a cell or I don't know. But that, yeah, that it's interesting. It doesn't. I, I, I'm even looking on their website, Jesse, and I can't find any other detail. Um, because, you know, obviously it, it says new lower pricing, I guess, just from history. I'm still going to expect they're they're going to be on the spendy side of batteries in the hobby. But depending on what that two year warranty covers, that could help ease that high price just a little bit. Um, OK, so I found prices here. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we've got so how about a well, I, i'm trying Did to you see download if I can... the spreadsheet no i went to their oh, okay. website uh but i'm trying to figure out their naming conventions a little interesting so i think this is a 6l 5000 magna series 70c split with an interconnect uh, and it is saying that it weighs 806 grams and its price is $246. Uh, so, so is that for, that's for a six S 5,000. Jesus. One so pack. one pack. That's still pretty that's close to thunder power pricing there. Yeah. So now let's look at their lightning series which is the 55 okay now this is more reasonable uh thunder power 6s 5000 55c pack 167 hmm. it's getting there kind of kind of like a, Still i a mean i don't know side, it's, though, it? it's probably on the high end but it's not not extreme entirely not unreasonable yeah and then the final one is the ProLite 25C. And these guys are... Okay, I'm really confused. How does that make sense? 6S, 25C, 5000, 199. What? Is that more expensive than the 55C? 30 bucks. What? Huh. Okay. Makes no sense. I'm not following. Someone correct me. I've got to be missing something. I'm sure I'll get an email. Anyway, if you're a big <laughs> fan of Thunder Power, uh, this is probably good news for you. Um, or if you're just looking to try something out new, let us know. RCHN Battery Database. I'd love to get some IR numbers on them. That's all the news I've got, guys. That's it. Does anyone else have news? That's all I saw. Dan, I didn't, news. I didn't even look. 
I'm, let's you just, didn't look for news or you didn't look at the news? I didn't look for news. Let's, let's be honest here. I just didn't look. Okay. <laughs> let's not sugarcoat this. <laughs> at least you're being honest. No, I don't have any news, man. I think we should move on. Do you want to do, do the honors to lead us out since you did, you know, kind of an okay job on the intro? Yeah. Yeah, do Yeah, it. yeah, no, I'm ready. Rock it. This week's news has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. With the crazy schedules that we run around here, having products that can be both technical and convenient is an absolute must. The Revelectric's Dual Power Lab fits that bill perfectly. With the extensive live data graphing capabilities that the Dual Power Lab offers, I'm never left with a lack of charging and battery information. Not to mention, being able to crank out 40 amps per channel leaves me with charge times that even I can't keep up with. So quit wasting precious time waiting for your packs to be done charging. Pick up a Dual Power Lab to step up your charging game. Thanks, Nick. For more information, log on to www.revolectrics, that's R-E-V-O-E-L-E-C-T-R-I-X.com, then click on the Revo USA store. Kind of sounds like you're working for NPR, but, you know, works. Hey, you know, (laughs) I'm I'm just just rolling with it. It's all on the fly. All right, what do I'll we do want to talk about next first? Time. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about your outro anymore. What do we? What do we want to talk about first? What's What's exciting that we want to talk about? I I want to talk about the pilot proficiency program, dude. Okay. Yeah, I want to talk about how amazing the response has been from the listeners in the last week. Yep. I personally have gotten probably about 30 emails and tons of private messages and texts. I know that uh, you guys have been getting blasted as well. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome to see how excited everyone else is. As excited, if not more, quite frankly, than the four of us, yeah. right? Yeah, I was just going to say through all the emails and messages, it's very clear that we're not the only ones excited about the the opportunity to get better this year. Yeah, it's, you know, all across the board. We've talked to a bunch of people uh, domestically, internationally, all different skill levels. Um, I think there's been a pretty universal truth, and that is there are a couple of maneuvers like center heading circles and figure (laughs) eights. That's going to scare everyone when they get to it. And I've actually been seeing a few listeners uh, provide their goals. Like what, what, you know, in the same, in the same numbering scheme as we did, you know, level three plus five or whatever. So before I, before we get to that section though, or that part, what I did want to say is uh, in all of that correspondence, we got a lot of people who were seeking clarification or had suggestions or feedback on how to improve some of the descriptions or simply pointed out stuff that was blatantly wrong uh, or worded incorrectly. So uh, we are working that. Thank you for the feedback. Keep it coming. Um, 
I've got a lot of it to work through this weekend, and so I'll be writing stuff up and editing it as we go. Um, I, I I think that uh, the biggest one so far, thank you, Steve, is that <laughs> we completely wrote the pirouetting figure eights incorrectly because I used my description from the original figure eights way back at level two or three, where it says the heli passes in front of you at a 45 degree side in angle. Well, if it's a pirouetting figure eight, it's passing at front in front of you spinning in circles. And so that's obviously wrong. Oh, I so, thought you just had to get it perfect where it was like, Exactly side in. Right. Oh, that's that's relieving because that one that one was a lot harder the other way. I, I will, however, <laughs> submit that ninety nine point nine percent of the people doing this will likely never get a chance to try the pirouetting figure eights <laughs> at level seven. So it's probably not yeah. an issue, but it's fixed nonetheless. It it will, get will fixed. be will be fixed. Yeah. So. You guys saw we posted them up on the website. We've got all the PDFs up there. Um, we've got uh, the checklist. Checklist is up there as well. Every time I make an update, hopefully there will only be a few of them. I, I want to get everything locked down in the next week or two. That's what we've been focusing on. Uh, but we will notify people when there are new PDFs. Uh and yeah, I, uh, I I also wanted to say just another shout out for the fact that despite some confusion, and as we said last episode, this was definitely based on the original Urcha pilot proficiency program. So, but it is our twist. I actually had an opportunity uh, to talk with Charles Anderson, who some of you guys may know as the VP of Urcha. Uh, he and I talk back and forth ever so often in text and and such. Uh, and just, you know, just talking about the pilot proficiency program, knowing that we were doing ours. And Urcha is actually going to be working on an update to their original pilot proficiency program. So nice. I think that's going to be really cool. We'll see what they can come up to come up with. You know, Charles and I may bat things back and forth and, you know, uh, there's there's definitely room for more options doesn't just have to be this you're so you're so nice about that about what about that old urcha confusion thing yeah well you know hey it is what it is i mean you if if you just saw the facebook post and you didn't listen to the episode then then keep your mouth shut yeah well yes yes Thank you. Exactly, Dan. You know, inform yourself. Then, then make a, you know, I, it's neither here nor there. Can, it's in the past. That's all I have to say about it. Inform yourself. There's water under the bridge. Inform yourself, then make a public conclusion. Agreed. Water over the dam. As they say. Water. Spilled milk. <laughs> yes. We're so moving have, forward. Have, have any of you guys actually got a maneuver checked off yet? No, I am checking the shit out of some maneuvers on the sim. On the sim, you're like, in my head. I got all these, man. Putting little check marks next to them. You don't have any checked off, do you, Jesse? 
No, I don't have any check. I was just seeing if any if anyone's got the head start, got the leg up on the rest of us. You know what? All my checking off is going to have to be done when we meet up at Othello. Yeah, you're yeah, gonna have a I'm with tough you, Dan. Exactly. Judges there. You know, right. Well, and yeah, did you notice know. that our numbers got worse? Like, so when we did it last week, when we all made our predictions, uh-huh. we were still finalizing on a couple of numbers and variations, and we had a little bit of a miscount. I think we said we were at 161 total. Well, now when when we added it all up and, and released the final sheets, it's like 179, 180, so about oh. 20 more. Uh, but it definitely makes it more difficult. Yep. Yeah, I'm thinking. I, I think I'm thinking. I bit off more than I can chew. I think uh, I did as well. <laughs> too late. <laughs> too now. late now. You committed. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Hi, I'm Justin Pucci, and despite what you may think, I'm not here to talk to you about wacky, waving, inflatable, arm-flailing tube men. What I am here to tell you is that the guys over at Rotary Wing RC are stocking up on all forms of heli goodness and passing the savings on to you. Need a fly barless system? Joe and Kyle have Bavarian Demon, Skookum, and Icon. Looking for a heli? What about Gowie or one of those Garbins? Servos? Look no further for BK Servos and MKS. And who could forget the German amazingness that is Contronic? I sure can't because I just bought three of them. So head on over to www.rotarywingrc.com and get yourself loaded up with awesome today. You know, one cool thing. In all of the listener feedback that we got, and you guys are going to like this. I'm telling you, you're going to like this. We have an incredibly kick-ass listener by the name of Jens Kirchheimer. Jens, please let us know if we just botched your name. That's what we do. I probably did. <laughs> they wouldn't, Jens, Jens, they wouldn't let me say it. You, no, say it. Let's no, hear I'm it. Not, Let's hear no. it, Dan. Come, Come, on. On. Come all, on. All three of us are going to say it. Dan, you go. Uh, uh No. I don't, I don't want to go. I'm just going to mimic what you said, and hopefully that's right. Kirkheimer, right? Something like that? Sure. Well, yeah. What'd you say? That sounds good. What did you say? You, you're sure it's not Jens? Oh, it's isn't Jens. That, isn't that what you're thinking? Jens. Then? Jens. <laughs> Jens. I'm pretty sure it's Jens, but I'm not Jens. sure on the last name. Kirk and Kirkheimer. So there you have that's it, Jens. You've been yeah. butchered officially. That's what we do. Yep. Kirk and Heim. But Jens, Jens is out of Hamburg, Germany, and he is uh, pretty well versed in the way of the software or coding. And so what he did, uh, he put together an RCLE Nation pilot proficiency online like tracking system. So yes. you literally log in, you go and register your account. Uh, on this site and you can log in and tell the site what your goal is so i put in my goal and it says your goal for 2015 level five and 12 maneuvers from level six you already passed zero zero out of the 141 (laughs) maneuvers to reach your Uh. goal 
And then you can go and click on, it shows down below your progression. And they're like little bars, like sliders. And it shows the number of maneuvers per level. Yep. You click on it and it opens up. Uh, each of the maneuver names and then you can read the description and all of the variations but, but you you left out one very important part in that description justin this website is formatted specifically to be used on mobile devices as well oh yeah that's it is right mobile dude. friendly it runs it should run great on Basically, any mobile device. Yep. Android, Apple. Yep, yep. So so what we're doing with this, and oh, and this is even better, right? Jens found someone who's willing to translate the English versions of the descriptions into German. <laughs> nice. So we're in the process of getting the ones that we wrote up translated into the German language. And we're going to see whether we can find other people that will do other languages. Um, right now, he has graciously allowed us for um, to be admins uh, of the software. I don't know if he knows what he's getting himself into on that we'll one. Mess, we'll <laughs> mess that up quickly. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. nonetheless, we have the ability to edit, which will basically allow us to keep things up to date a lot quicker and and not have to force him to do it all on yep. his own. Uh, and then we're also going to see whether or not uh, we can get the whole software ported to our domain. Uh, we got to talk to Larry about that or if it stays on his personal domain either way in the near term we will have that link up uh perhaps yeah. in this week's show notes if not then later on this week yeah well and i'm sure there'll be we'll make a facebook post about it too yeah yeah absolutely, one thing Jesse. that i'm excited about i don't know if we'll have access or if we can get this data or not but i think it'd be really cool to see how many people sign up because you know when you go to the site you have to register and just see how many people are going to be following along with the proficiency program. Yeah. And you know what else? Like, I feel like this enables us to do a competition. Yeah. Amongst more than just the four of us. Yep. I don't know what that means yet or if it's even going to happen, but damn it. It sounds like it would be pretty cool. Yeah. As long as people don't cheat. <laughs> Just throwing so, that out there. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but it does have one more feature that is probably the cat's meow of features. All right. <clears throat> it has a password recovery feature. Oh, oh yes, this is that. right. But it gets better. So, in true force, in, in true for in true fashion. Um, oh no. I have already had to utilize the password recovery feature. And here's the funny thing is I, I kind of think people think that we're kidding when we say that Dan has to use password recoveries a lot. We're not. Nick was actually on the phone with me the other day. We were trying to get some Google Drive stuff he, and we were sharing screens. He actually had to witness that. So it's real, but <laughs> the, the struggle is the real. The struggle is real. 
but so I, I, uh, as I was saying in true, true fashion, I had to use after just simply a day, I had to, uh, use this feature and, you know, typically you use the, the, uh, recovery feature and, you know, you get a email, you got a, you know, whatever, there's a, a link in the email. Click this link right. to reset your password. <laughs> so I get this email and it says RCHN PPP recovery or password recovery gives the date. And of course it gives you, Hey, your username. It seems you have lost your password. Are you Dan? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Click the following to set a new password. Oh, that's great. That is awesome. So yeah, I can't thank Jens enough for putting that together. I hope, uh, Hope the rest of the listeners appreciate that as well. And then one last thing on it. Uh, we are, if if you're hearing this right now, you can probably go to our forum and see that we have set up a pilot proficiency program area. Basically outlined for each of the, the seven levels such that you can go in and discuss those maneuvers or, you know, how to do them, the language, clarification on wording, so on and so forth. So uh, check that out. And hopefully that will be a good resource for progression this yeah. year as well. If you want to post videos for other listeners and, and forum users to critique or maybe give advice on what you're doing or doing right or, or wrong, if, as it were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, however, however, it's you know you see fit to use that. Absolutely, it's fantastic. I mean, it's uh, what a what a great. It's just a great tool, man, and I it's 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 going to be awesome to see how many people follow along, like Jesse said, and and to at the end of the year, let's see some real results. You know, not just numbers like we did last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real results. Yep. So awesome. Can't wait. All right, what else Me we got too. on the plate here, guys? Well, now now that we got the the proficiency program rolling, I think we should talk a little bit about man, what's the what's the plan? How are we going to go about this? I agree. You know, just kind of what what's the week to week going to look like on preparing to get these maneuvers checked off? And is there any other place to start but the sim? I mean, that's, that's, I think for me, that's where most of the practicing for these moves is going to happen right. just because, you know, I'm not getting out five days a week and flying. So how is basically, how is this proficiency program going to impact your sim training? And are you guys going to switch up and kind of, you know, get back on a strict schedule spreadsheet? What, you know, what does it look like? Well, I think we're, I think that this is going to force us and others to rely on the sim more probably than we ever have. Uh, as far as getting these maneuvers down, I mean, um, you know, when I look at it, I when you first, like we all did, I think, when we first looked at the list of maneuvers, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we're hearing that <laughs> everywhere, right? We're hearing it on Facebook. We're hearing it on emails. Everybody, I think, did that, us included. Mm-hmm. And then, so you start to um, take a look at the maneuvers and what, what it, you know what's supposed to, what you're supposed to be doing, and all of a sudden, I, it's like wow, this 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 is for real. I mean, this means sim time, or at least if I can get out on the weekends, 
serious, yeah. structured. You know, I don't really have, I know you guys just, or uh, I don't know if Justin did, but I know Jesse, Nick, you guys actually had a, um, like you said, a spreadsheet that had, but this kind of takes the place of that, doesn't it? I mean, wasn't that kind of the whole point of that spreadsheet to kind of point out? Yeah, I mean, ba- yeah, basically the point of the spreadsheet was to track maneuvers and, you know, kind of shift them from, okay, I'm working on them. I've now transferred it to real life, and now it's going to go kind of just in the maintenance pile where I'll hit it every now and then just to make sure I can still do it. But it's not, you know, it doesn't get your allotted five to ten minutes of that's the only maneuver I'm working on. So this will really help with, you know, you'll easily, you'll be able to check off the maneuvers that you can do, the ones you've already completed, and then take those maneuvers that you're still working on and move those into that five to ten minute slot. Um, which is kind of how I structure my sim time is, you know, if I'm doing the 30 minutes, I'll pick five maneuvers where I'm going to spend five minutes straight on each maneuver with a little bit of screwing around at the start and a little bit of screwing around at the end and just, you know, work on those basically until I get one of them and can cross it off. So this will be, this will make that very simple because, you know, you'll just start at 1.1 and work your way through. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to be approaching it in a similar fashion, probably not quite as structured as you just described, Jesse, or uh, as I've done it in the past. Uh, and and, and I, I mean, I'm perfectly OK with admitting that this is probably not going to last kind of like what you you had alluded to earlier, Dan. But the way I've been doing it is. Uh, I I've basically gotten on the sim and for whatever reason found the ability to focus on one or two maneuvers in a given level for an entire 30 to 45 minutes. And so I've been really while that lasts, I've been really trying to take advantage of it and knock out at least on the sim a lot of the maneuvers in those lower levels just to see where I'm at. And, you know, focus on so. So, for example, one of them, as we were talking about, are the center heading circles, spending 30 minutes on those in all four variations mm-hmm. is incredibly painful. But what I found is if I resist the urge to go and fool around, I'm actually seeing real gains in, in my capability. Still nowhere near the point where I'm ready to go out there and do that on a 700. Yeah. Uh, and not fear for my life. But once I get past the, the lower levels, I feel like I'm going to have to be more structured because, you know, four, five, six, that kind of stuff. Those are so much more challenging. And, you know, let's face it, you could probably spend 12 or 14 hours on the sim with each maneuver and still not nail it. So you've got to switch it up a little bit. Just when you thought that the guys at Soko Heli Tools had pushed setup methodology to the absolute state of the art, they come out with yet another innovation. In combination with their Soko Helical, which fits all sizes and all brands of helis, they've recently announced the Soko Heli Tools mobile app. This app greatly simplifies your setup by completely eliminating the need for a level working surface or main shaft. Available in stores soon for Android and Apple devices, this new mobile software will do everything that your original SoCo kit did, but with the added benefit of all measurements, calculations, and directions in one easy-to-use app. 
When you're ready to kick it up a notch with your heli setup, visit the SoCo team at www.soco-heli-tools.com and check it out. SoCo Heli Tools, next generation setup. So that's a that's a good point and another thing that I want to point out is that whole, you know, when do you transfer something from the sim into real life? Because we got to remember that on the simulator, we're not going to get all those little disturbances or interferences, you know, from wind or the weather that day or, you know, your fingers shaking or whatnot. And a lot of that stuff has to be learned in real life. Those very fine control and, and you know, learning that fine precision for that maneuver. So I'm kind of also taking the approach where... Once I can get to the point where I'm not crashing in the sim and I can, you know, maybe go the whole five minutes without putting the heli in, transferring it over to real life, because that's really where you're going to learn that precision. And, you know, that's what we're looking for in this program. So, yeah, I, I agree with you completely, Jesse. I mean, the one go back I've got is that uh, I've tried to tune the sim to feel similar in a hover. And, you yeah. know, that's. That's tricky. It, it it has always been tricky on all the sims I've ever flown. Uh, if you don't have wind and you don't update or, you know, reduce the stability, the hover stability, however it's called in the various yep. different programs, then it just will sit there hands off, locked yeah. in in the same place for 10 minutes. Um, so what I do, I go in and add about five mile an hour wind. And I increase the okay. turbulence a little bit so that it's not just a constant, you know, it can be gusty, you know, for one, that makes it feel more realistic. And mm -hmm. for two, I've never flown a day in my life here in Seattle with it out being, yeah. without it being windy in one way or another. Yeah. So that's just kind of, that's what we're used to. Yep. No, that's a good point. Yeah, I agree. I actually, I used to sim like that all the time. Um, with, with random weather patterns um, up to a certain, you know, 10 or so miles an hour. Uh, you know, I just, um, I it's the sim, it's kind of an old story. I mean, I've talked about it many, many, many times, but I, I don't get too awfully worked up over how accurate it feels because I feel like I've always felt like the sim is is a muscle memory trainer at least for me at my level, it feels to me like it doesn't matter if the machine flies super good in comparison to what your real life machine does, because what you're doing is you're training mm -hmm. muscle memory to react or to do certain things at certain times. Yeah. So it's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of like that's, a, that's a good, it's point. kind of like a roughing process, right? <laughs> and then the field is the finish. You know what I mean? So, in yeah, other words, Dan, are you saying that you never, you tend not to perfect something on the sim? You get it to the point where you feel comfortable enough to mess with it on the real model. Yeah, I, to, and then you just go and perfect it on the model. To, to be honest with you, yeah, I get it to the point where I feel like I can do it and I feel like I have a viable bailout. Right. You're not just going to drive yep. it in every freaking right. time. I don't, yep. I've never been able to, I know, and it's the, maybe it's the 2D perspective. That, that I struggle with, I don't know. But I'd always, mm -hmm. I never feel like, you know, unless unless the situation or the, the 
the environment is perfect. Like you said, Justin, no wind. And you put it in an inverted hover and you, 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 you tweak the sticks just a little bit and you find that sweet spot where you can set the thing down. And it's like a multi-rotor at this point, right? You could go grab a drink and come back and it's still hovering. Yep. still hovering. In the right very there. same spot. You know, obviously real helicopters don't do that, but that's not how I look at the sim. It's just like, okay, I can get it inverted now. Um, let's just add some movement in there and can I keep it? Uh, can I yeah. keep it inverted can, without having to bail out? That kind of stuff. Right. It's never, mm-hmm. I, well, again, I don't fly as hard as you guys do, but for me, that's, that's where it's at with the sim. And to me, it also makes it, I don't, I don't, at that point, I don't feel like I'm subject to the sim, the rule of sim. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't, I don't make myself feel like I have to master that maneuver on the sim because I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not a big fan of spending a lot of time on the sim. I mean, just from a pure, you know, keep an interest point of view yeah i i can i can definitely back you up on that up until now and it, i i think it is changing a little bit that's the way i did the sim too dan i'd go on i'd start working on a certain maneuver and i'd get it to the point where it may not be pretty but damn it i can go and do that pretty confidently on the real bird and then i perfect it there now in reality i don't really perfect anything but I get it to the point where people can recognize what it is I'm attempting (laughs) to do. And you can be proud of it. Yeah, that's right. And you can be proud of it. On on the recent simming sessions, though, what I found is, as as funny as it sounds, some of these lower-level maneuvers have some major pucker factor, and I feel like I need to get it pretty damn close to perfected. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> before I go out there, at least on the chase, 360, and yep. try it. I get it. I do. I can see that. And yep. I can see this being the reason why I start to do and, you know, uh, look at the quality of my machine in the sim world as far as how it reacts and all that stuff. I can see that, but I, <clears throat> I'm i going to let um, – I'm going to let Nick <laughs> – Come up with the models. Uh, it seems to do a pretty good job, uh, and um, uh, you know, you'll fly him. I'll fly him. He'll he'll tune him. There I'll we fly go. Him. Exactly. So win win. Yeah, I mean, he did a good job on the real flight models. I love those, man. We were all flying those, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'll let the pioneers take the arrows. <laughs> That's your saying. It's not really mine. It's John Johnson's, but. I've co-opted, You've adopted I've co-opted it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. Sim time. I, I definitely see everybody's. I can see everybody out there uh, putting more time in the sim, um, as long as they're keeping interest in in uh, this uh, proficiency program. Yeah, um, for sure. You know the cool. Here's another cool thing about. And I know, you know, to kind of go back to the proficiency thing, and and we've probably already said it, but I want to kind of restate it. It's like um, with this community, kind of, you know, at least our first download listeners, and what I mean by that are those guys who are generally downloading Monday morning, and these guys are into this. Now, it's like a whole community of people attempting one 
you know, scheduled uh, program. You know, it's, it's, um, I, I don't know if you guys did, but back to the whole Urcha program, I know Steve mentioned it. <laughs> I tried that when I first started in the hobby, but nobody was doing it. And nobody that I knew anyway, or could talk to. Right. It's really hard to do something like that when your online friends or even your flying buddies aren't doing the same thing. Cause yeah. you know, now it's a, it's a social thing at this point. I mean, I saw Chris yep. Trevi was saying today that, you know, he and a friend that live an hour or so, I think he said away from each other. Now we're planning to meet up once a month to check up on these on these uh, maneuvers and check each other. That's cool. Which is awesome. That's, that's, that is, that's a secondary of intended effect is to kind of group, you know, get these guys and and gals as it were to fly together and just be, grow the community. It's fantastic. Yep, It's it's awesome. Jack was saying how he, you know, he's going to start planning on maybe he and I meeting up to, to get some of these done and, and, uh, it's just, it's, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be, it's going to be fun yeah. to go to the fun flies and walk up and down the flight line and, and hear people talking about with their buddies, checking off maneuvers or how far they are meeting up with friends you hadn't seen all year to find out where, the, where, you know, where are you? What number are you at? Or watching how other people do them. Yeah. It's going to be great. I yeah. mean, you know, we suffer from the same problem that thousands of other people do, which is most, I mean, all four of us don't fly with anyone else or very few people. Yep. Yeah, that's fantastic. It's exciting. So, so you know, following on from that, guys, let's let's talk a little bit about, we talked about the sim. Let's talk about the real model. Are you guys planning on doing anything different with your model to set it up for the pilot proficiency program? Or one step further, what about your fleet? I am not. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not touching it. You're just going the the same as it's been for the last years. My machines are pretty docile anyway. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't... uh, I don't set them up real fast, but yeah. Um, and I want to see how I do compared to how I want my machine to fly, you know, um, not necessarily. And, and I don't, you know, it's not, I I can't fault a guy for maybe turning the machine down and make it, you know, to work on some of these maneuvers, but that's just not how I, I want to use it. I want to use it as a, let's use the machines that I fly and how I fly them and, and see how we do. Okay. Yeah, so think, no change for you. Uh, I'm definitely going to make some changes as, as far as, you know, maybe expo flipping roll rates and head speed. Um, but I think it's going to be one of those things that kind of evolves um, with the levels because, oh, sure. yeah. you know, once, once you get up to five, five, six, seven, you know, near the end, you, some of those maneuvers just require faster sticks, more pitch, more power. You know, it just it kind of just ha- happens. I guess it would be a natural progression. Right. And so kind of for the first few levels, I can see myself uh, backing things off just a little bit, toning it down, making those more precision hovering or sport flying maneuvers um, a little bit easier and just kind of pull all those little 
con uh, the little correction and jitters um, out of the model, just so. I mean, in, in my mind, I, I, it, I, I feel like it'll make those maneuvers easier to get checked off and, and it'll bring the precision out more in them. Well, it's also, and it, I didn't even consider this, but the way you mentioned it is it's almost like this, the real time progression of flight performance. I mean, because mm -hmm. it is it, because no, you know, no beginner is going to Jesse have his machine tuned like yours. At low. Exactly. So it almost makes sense to do it that way. God dang it. Now, God damn it. Now I got to. Ah, gotcha. You guys. Now I got to retune yeah. my machine. No, it's, it's absolutely true. I, I agree with you completely. And, and I mean, as you said, necessarily by the time you get to six and seven or probably even five, you're trying to do 3d maneuvers. Yep. And as a result, you need to tune it to be able to handle those 3d maneuvers. Yep. Yep, and I think this will be a great opportunity because for those people that are, um, you know, obviously we're all starting out at the lower levels, but as you progress your way through the levels, you're going to, you know, be setting your machine up a little bit faster, a little more pitch, head speed, um, whatever you need to do to it. It's also going to force you to learn how to tune yeah. at different settings as well. So it's kind of like this whole progression through the maneuvers, progression you know by learning to tune it's just you know there's a lot of positive aspects to it yeah and and for for my my setup specifically i i think that the 770 is going to be my heli to to actually get checked off for proficiency yep uh it's the biggest heli i own um bigger is more stable as we all know uh it, but here's the deal talking about the progression for the first few levels and I, I haven't settled on this yet i really need to get out there and play with it a little bit but i've got the thought that the 770 is a 12 and a half pound heli mine is 12.6 pounds which is actually pretty damn light considering it's swinging 750s big wide yeah, 750s no uh, and so that makes it a little floaty. And we know with the low disc loading, that also means it's more susceptible to wind and turbulence and all other sorts of stuff. So my thought is, what if I slap a set of 710s or 716s on it uh, so that it's a lot higher disc loading uh, and, thus, and thus less susceptible to wind and ground interactions and such for the first few levels. Get it tuned nice and solid as like an ultra heavy 700 so that I have the ability to make those precise moves. And then as I progress out from probably I'd say level three or so, slap the 750s back on there. And fly it as a lower disc loading 770. That's yeah. my thought process. I don't know if it's going to pan out, but I do want to mess around with it and see. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. One thing that I think I might do, you mentioned using the 770 to get stuff uh, checked off. What about the smaller, you know, you got the chase, I have the warp. Uh, what about using the smaller heli for kind of the base training platform? Because, you know, kind of like we've always said, if you can perfect it and, you know, if, if you can do it on the chase or the warp with absolute precision, I'm pretty confident in saying that you're going to be able to do it on a 700 with precision. 
as well. So for me, I can see myself really hammering down and you know trying those brand new maneuvers on the warp. But when it comes time to get that sh- that sheet signed off, I'm grabbing the largest heli I have in my fleet. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. And and up until now, and and still, if the weather continues to be the way it is, all I've been practicing on in real life is the chase. Yeah, and it, it dude, it's not easy. You know, those the the three sixties are stable. They really are yep. in the grand scheme of things, but. When you're trying to do these hovering things where you're close to the ground, they get batted around like crazy. And then you throw into the mix that, like I said earlier, in Seattle, we've always got a wind. It yep. makes it. it. So here's the deal. You can do the maneuvers. I can do the maneuvers. But it makes it much, much more difficult to do them clean and precise. Oh, yeah. You, There's you no lack have of control. You can notice, you can recognize it. Yeah, he just did, you know, 2.8 or whatever it was. But it's so difficult to come out clean. Yeah, you actually have to have control and be 100% comfortable with all the orientations the helicopter goes through for each maneuver. Because at any point in time, a little gust of wind could come and, you know, move the heli around. And you have to know exactly which way to move the stick at that moment and... For some of these maneuvers, who knows what orientation it's going to be going through. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on the, the one thing I've been forcing myself to do on the chase, which, man, I'll tell you what, for a, for the little tiny helis, this is a real challenge, is uh, I, I'll do like three or four packs in a row at four or five minutes a pack of nothing but pirouetting hovers. And so literally the thing takes off and the minute it gets into a stable hover, I press rudder in one direction and I do not let go until the pack until my alarm goes off. Um, and yeah, that's keeping it in one spot with that, even in calm weather can be a challenge, but it has made me so much better at that maneuver in general. I mean, I, I've always been able to do hovering pirouettes as I think a lot of people have, but doing it cleanly and at a slow rate. And now I'll like, I'll throw in a reversal just randomly out of nowhere, whatever orientation, you know, 45 degrees nose in, Oh, right to left. Okay. Now keep doing it, but keep it in the same spot. The little guys will help people. If you guys plan on flying, you know, a 360 or something in that range. So, so Jesse, does that mean you're going to be doing all of your stuff on the warp? Uh, for practice? Yeah. Yeah, I would think I'll mostly um, be using the warp for practice. First off, just to get, like we were mentioning, just to get that initial pucker factor out of the way. Because, let's face it, the warp or the chase, that size, that class heli is a lot less intimidating uh, than a 700 or a 770 or you know, even a 600 mm-hmm. um, heli for some of these maneuvers. So initially just to make sure, all right, I was doing it fine on the sim. Now let's transfer it over to real life, you know, go through it on the warp. Yes, I can do the maneuver in real life. And I feel confident that, you know, I can do it safely and precisely and then go ahead and transfer it up once again uh, to the larger machines, which is probably where it will end up getting checked off. So what about the 500 class? You think that it's what? it's a good balance between 
stability well, of has. the larger uh, models. You know, yeah. But but for this application in particular, and the reason I ask this is because I've been I've been thinking about this in the last week. I will continue to use the chase for the for the practice, but there are certain situations where it is windy enough here to make it an you just all out frustrating experience to try to fly that model precisely. And yet I still don't want to have to go and get the pucker factor on the 770. So a 500 class that's easy to work on and cheap to repair, literally a workhorse might be something that could be valuable. Yeah. And I think at the 500 class level, um, you're almost getting to the point where, shoot, I, I could see myself just practicing and getting them checked off on a heli that size. Yep. You know, I mean, if you become comfortable enough with it and you get a calm day, shoot, just grab, you know, if that's what you've been practicing on, just grab that one and go get it checked off. Um, I, I still think, you know, whether it's the, the 450 class or the chase and the warp, that class, or the 500 class, 600 class, I'm going to tend to use my smaller heli for the initial learning and then grab a larger heli for the checkoff. So, you know, for those of you that only have one heli, that's that's going to make it pretty pretty simple. Which heli you grab to practice on and check off. But for me, having multiple helis, I'm going to go small for practice and larger for checkoff. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think I'm just thinking of the 500 as a as a middle ground mostly because mm-hmm. in a situation where the 360 would be frustrating to fly because of weather yep i'd feel pretty stupid uh driving in the 770 on a nose in or a, on a on a center heading circle on a level 2 maneuver okay yeah. i mean like that's a $500 bill mhm wouldn't now you guys would not let me hear the end of that no definitely not that'd be awesome <laughs> as long as it's on video yeah definitely get it on video <laughs> that would be horrible oh dude so so dan are are you gonna do you foresee yourself getting these checked off on a nitro or an electric I'm machine thinking nitro nitro Ooh. yeah you know i i almost Why? have to i just the i just I don't know. The nitro to me feels more solid. I can tell you why. Because it's heavier. No, it's not no, heavier. It's, not heavier. The nitro, it's lighter. It's lighter, but it's it doesn't have as much power. It, well, it doesn't. I I find the nitro is much easier to tune on the head and get bobbles out, and it is much more forgiving. You know, once you start working up to f- level five, six, seven, and you're getting into those maneuvers where, oh crap, and you throw in a lot of pitch or, you know, something like that, you're a, the electric Kelly, at least my seven HVs, it's, you're going to see a bobble and it's not going to stay clean. And I may fall out of the maneuver to the point where I need to restart it. But with the nitro, I feel like it's just a little bit more forgiving when you kind of have those make a quick correction, throw in some more pitch, and it allows the maneuver to stay locked in because you don't get that head bobble and potentially make it all the way through, keeping you know that level of precision. Yeah, that's a really good idea. That's a good point. It's not going to force me to go out and buy a nitro, but I hear you. 
It'd be good a reason as any. I don't know. Just it just <laughs> felt like nitro seems like the way to do it. I don't know why, but it just yeah, it's intuitive. I guess I just feel that it'll make you checking that off more expensive, right? Burning through all yeah. that fuel. That's uh, yeah. Someone's got to burn it. It's true. So yeah, there I I can definitely see some some advantages. But you could also get that same sort of effect with a little bit um, lighter disc loading, like you were talking about putting the longer blades on uh, for the upper levels yep. um, as well. You you get that. The head just locks in a little bit nicer, I think, at the lighter disc loading. Yep. Um, just a touch more forgiving. So. I don't yeah, know. I think there are going to be a lot of variations on how people do it. <laughs> I'll probably practice with the electric. I don't, I, you know, I really don't know. I'm going to do the first first few with electric. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how it goes from there. <laughs> Just because the nitro isn't ready to I mean, fly. So it uh Yeah, do you do you guys foresee and and I I know this this kind of goes a little bit opposite to our previous, you know, my previous statement of, you know, small heli for practicing, larger heli for checking off, but what about you know, sticking to kind of one machine? I mean, I, I can see some people definitely taking that route just because that's the machine you're going to get the most comfortable with. Yeah. And when you want to get these checked off, you definitely want to grab your go-to machine. Yeah, and see, in that case, Jesse, for me personally, if I had to stick with one, I think it would mm-hmm. have to be in, like, the 500 class range. Oh, okay. Yep. Because then, you know, again... Now, now, when you say you don't, you don't have the ability to bounce back and forth between low pucker factor, low cost machines and high pucker factor, you know, high stability machines. I want something that splits that difference pretty damn well. It can't cost, you know, $150 to $180 in blades every time it goes in, not counting all the other parts. But it also can't be subject to, you know, a one or two foot change in vertical position with someone blowing on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's a good a point. slight breeze from the east. You're 20 feet. Yeah, higher. seriously. <laughs> yeah, I, I can just see that becoming an important factor with, you know, or another thing, you know, kind of like what Nick's got going on with two helis of the same I, I guess his aren't set up exactly the same but maybe two identical helis because that's that's what a lot of competition guys do you know when they need that they know exactly what they're going to get when they pick up that model and if one goes in well they got one more sitting on the shelf to to fly that's going to be the exact same to what they just drove in yeah you know nick and i were talking about this a little bit i think he's got a pretty damn ideal setup with those two e700s they're mm-hmm. very cheap to crash right they are lightweight um and what that allows him to do is tune the disc loading by just throwing in a heavier set of packs you know and so if on the lower levels he wants it to be a little bit chunkier put in some 5000s 5300s maybe even drop down to 690s on the blades and then when you're ready to you know go full on 3d go maybe 4,000, 4,500s and go with 700 millimeter blades. Yep. It's a pretty versatile platform in that regard. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. That was it, huh? Just a hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've got uh, two electrics, one nitro that are flyable, so, you know. I'm You're a, in a good situation. Off to the races. I'm just going to... I'm just going to pick one and go and see what happens. I think that's a good plan, dude. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> I I do want to get my nitro going, but I got to, it, it's not that it's not flying. It's just that it hasn't flown in such a long time. It needs to be gone through. Jesse was supposed to do that for me. He declined. He de- declined when I. It never showed up at my, my house. No, they told me you didn't sign for it. They told me you weren't going to sign for oh, it. I, I, that was, oh, that's what that yeah. was? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I bad. So I had to pay double the shipping. Yeah. <laughs> Should have gave me a heads up. Should have, I guess. Well, I don't know, guys. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this progresses and just seeing how uh, our listeners kind of embrace it. And uh, we'll see We'll see what happens. I, I think it's going to be a good year. Good year for everybody as far as progression. I sure hope so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just hoping we all get past, like, level three. I'm hoping somebody gets <laughs> that past that, yeah. That, well, that we there were a couple like... of listeners that were like, I'm going to go with level two plus three. Yeah, I tried to do that, and you guys wouldn't let me. And at first, I thought they were joking, and they're being serious, and then I started to consider what my goal was, and I'm like, damn, I should have chosen <laughs> two plus three. Yeah. So there it is, guys. That's uh, that's the RCHN uh, pilot proficiency program uh as as uh, justin mentioned uh thank you to urcha for all those years ago for initiating this this concept and uh you know justin and and nick and jesse mainly kind of took these ideas and and ran with them kind of put an rchn spin on them and um i think it's gonna i think it's gonna be a lot of fun so uh have fun with it guys most the most important thing just have fun with it Yep. And on that note, uh, maybe we should uh, get some emails. Justin, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? You could send me an email at justin at rchelynation.com or catch me on Facebook. Jesse? You could send me an email to jesse at rchelynation.com or Facebook as well. If you wanted to send an email to Nick, you could send uh, that to Nick at RCA. <laughs> you know what? Don't just don't even fucking send Nick an email. He didn't. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Nick at rchelynation.com. Oh yeah. If you wanted to send that sounds right. Nailed it. I nailed it, man. I had to practice it a little bit, but I got it. Uh, you can send me an email at dan at rchelynation.com. Dan K. Reed on the forums. I don't know if you guys noticed, but we surpassed 4,000 likes on Facebook. Did we? Did we? Did. No way. Yes, we did. Damn. Lost track. 4,009 or 7, I believe. Wow. Sweet. Thank that, you, I everyone. 4,012. Ooh, there's been three more since I checked earlier yeah. tonight. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for the nice. thanks for the support on Facebook. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Let your what are we gonna do for the big five thousand? I don't know, but I feel like we should do something special, like give away a hat. Maybe we could send Jesse up for sexual favors. It's got to be something better than a hat. It's got to be ten thousand. Something less creepy than Jesse offering sexual favors. It's got to be ten thousand. Definitely ten thousand. Jesse's got his price. It certainly isn't five thousand. Oh, definitely not five (laughs) thousand. 
don't Nick know. will probably do it for five thousand. For five. I'm thinking Nick will do it for forty five hundred. <laughs> oh. Oh. We're, we're cheapening him up. <laughs> here a we bit. are. He's not here. That's what we do when he's not here. Maybe he'll do it for uh, forty one hundred. I don't know. So no, we should. Uh, 4,023? 4,013? 4, <laughs> 13. There you go. <clears throat> we should definitely come up with something for 5,000. That would be a lot of fun. That's a, it's a, it's a lot of support on Facebook, and we, and we thank you. So also, um, be sure to check out our Facebook, or our Facebook, our homepage. <laughs> check that out. Check it out twice. It's that important, right? <laughs> and like it twice <laughs> if, like you it twice yeah. if you can. Like uh, Check out our homepage. Uh, lots of uh, heli chat going on there, and uh, as uh, our forum as well, as, as Justin mentioned earlier in the show, there's, there's a new sub forum just for the uh, proficiency program. Uh, any questions you got, ask there. Uh, there's a lot of knowledgeable guys also too on our chat box. They might be able to help you out as well. So uh, ask away and um, get some answers from some folks that uh, know what they're talking about there. Gosh, I think that about uh, wraps her up. Can't think of anything else. You guys got anything else? I think Nothing that does it. All right, guys, this has been episode 171. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We will see you next Monday. Later, guys. Have a good week. Take it easy, guys. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation LLC and is brought to you by Soco Heli Tools, Progressive RC. Blade Helicopters, BK Servos, Rev Electrics USA, and Rotary Wing RC. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email. <laughs>